Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And today we review a listener-requested movie, Rocket Man, the biopic of Elton John from 2019. We discuss Bryce Dallas Howard and some great acting surrounding his troubled childhood. We talk about the life of Elton John and all that we learned about, frankly, this incredible musician. Yeah, Stephen Googles whether he was an incredible musician and turns out he was and is. He was. Turns out he was. We talk a little bit about his friend Bernie always there for him and how cool of a, a friend that is yes and we bring back the famed top five and do our top five elton john songs all this and more on movies on the side well nate we have a very special episode today because this movie was actually recommended by one of our wonderful Patreon supporters, Melissa, who recently supported Movies on the Side on Patreon at a level where she gets to request a movie. Mm. And that is why today we are doing the, I was going to say biopic. Biopic? <laughs> I never know. It's a biopic, right? No one, can, no one knows exactly. No one knows. It's a Schrodinger's biopic. Schrodinger's biopic, the 2019 movie Rocket Man. And also, thank you, Melissa, for supporting the show. And... As a view behind the curtain, mm. this is not the first movie that Melissa requested that we watch. She actually, the, her very first pick was the, I don't know, late 90s movie Spice World. But it turns out <laughs> oh, that's right. yes. that no human being can get their hands that's right. on a virtual version of this movie. Apparently, yeah. they have locked away the Spice Girls biopic. Bio, no, it's it's not a biopic, is it? It's just like a I think it's like a drama adventure. thing. Yeah, something. No one knows because no one can see the movie. And yeah, we no had one to knows. return to Melissa and say, Melissa, <laughs> we would love to learn about all the spices of baby I was ready. and posh and somebody. Yeah, yeah, I was ready. Sporty. We were both. Yeah. Are we going to name all the Spice Girls right now? Uh, did we write baby, uh, posh? <laughs> Scary, scary Spice is one. No. Scary Spice? Yeah, I think Scary Spice is one. And then like the last one is just like... Oh, my goodness. Regina. Nate, I just found myself on a website called thespicegirls.com. And a, a video started auto-playing. this conversation auto about Spice Girls is for you. Just want to let you know. <laughs> this one, this you. one's for you. Hashtag I am a Spice Girl. That's what's Wait, on this website. what is the last Spice Girl? Ginger Spice, Baby Ginger Spice, Spice, Posh Spice, Sporty Spice. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay, okay. Good, great. Anyway, sorry we couldn't do Spice World because... I don't know. It's been blacklisted. It's not on any streaming service. I don't even know if you can get a DVD. I think you can watch a grainy version on YouTube. Oh, is that what the, yeah, I didn't try that. But anyway, Melissa, thank you for recommending a second movie being Rocket Man. Now I had not seen this one before Melissa had recommended it. And I, you know, I knew it was about Elton John. I knew it was a biopic, but I'll be honest, Nate, I was not ready for how good this movie is. Mm. I was not ready for it. It says in IMDb that it is a musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. Right. I think none of our lives <laughs> would be able to have the sort of fantastical and musical and theatrical quality, but it kind of just makes sense for an Elton John story just to break into a like right. musical number. Nate, I reject that idea. I believe that one day a biopic could be made of me that's a musical 
There'll just be a lot of podcasting microphones as props. Oh. But <laughs> I think I think it takes a lot of drugs. I think the reason why is right. It's like that across the universe. Right, right. Movie. Okay, so number first things first. Mm-hmm. I'm a realist. No, first things first. Bryce Dallas Howard is in it. Yes, she is. I wasn't ready for that either. Okay. <laughs> this movie. This movie is rated R. Mm, yes, yes. You know, I, I knew there was going to be drugs and stuff. I wasn't worried about that, but I wasn't sure what else was going to be in this movie. So my wife and I watched this movie with VidAngel. Uh-huh. VidAngel is the service where you can filter out things like curse words or nudity, and it will skip scenes and mute certain words. And I cranked the filters to 11. Like, so I watched this with all the filters turned on, basically. It took you 35 minutes to get through it? <laughs> no, it didn't cut out as much as you would think. But there were even some musical numbers where it would skip forward several seconds. And as a musician myself, that really threw me off. Like it was singing and the playing. The tempo and then, was way off. Yeah, they were just like jerk forward and stuff. So I'm not sure what, like even in the song Saturday in this movie, it started like skipping around. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand like, I don't know, maybe there was a curse word in it and I should have been a little less filtery. Yeah. Eat meat on a Friday, that's all right. Even like steak on a Saturday night. I comes the best that your social dues. I watched it with filters. If you're planning to watch this movie, and because you want to listen to this episode, of course, I would just be warned, you know, this is a rated R movie, and I will not be able to speak to the vulgarity or anything in it because I watched it with VidAngel. Mm. I did, there was a lot of skipping and a lot of muting, so it was clear that there was stuff in it. Right. Right, but right. I just wanted to say that uh, to our listeners, maybe look it up on like Common Sense Media or something before. I did a I did the pure, uncut, unfiltered rated R version. So you have the whole gamut between Steven and myself. I watched yeah. it as the director intended. And yeah, it's like many stories that are rated R. You kind of, yeah, if there is something that uh, triggers you or bothers you, especially like in drug use and things like that. Like, Oh, my goodness. Yes, we recommend that, you know, if it is going to bother you, look at why it's rated R before you go into it. Yeah. That is our announcement before. Yeah. And look into VidAngel. They should really sponsor the show because we talk about them a lot. I never use it. I know. What do you think... <laughs> <laughs> Nate, don't ruin our oh, chances sorry, at the sponsorship. Don't say don't say things like that. All right. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes is, Nate, for Rocket Man? Rocket Man critics ninety three. Critics said eighty nine. Very close. Okay. It was mm-hmm. good. And audience? Uh eighty four. Audience actually eighty eight. Audience and critics oh, okay. uh, very close. Rocket Man <laughs> Burning out of feels like alone. I wanted to at least break into a song a couple times to make so this episode good. a so musical good. episode. Okay. Wonderful. I didn't know anything about Elton John's life Uh before this movie. I don't even know if I knew what songs were his except for Tiny Dancer and Rocket Man. I knew those were his songs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I knew he wrote the song from The Lion King, Mm -hmm. the Can You Feel the Love Tonight. Mm -hmm. So this movie was like, okay, let me learn about this person as a music artist and about his personal life. And my goodness, an incredible story, an incredibly sad story. But also one, like, let me just say, I didn't realize Elton John was so talented as a musician and and songwriter. Yep, yeah. You know, the movie, we see him as a child. The positive aspects of his childhood was basically his grandmother and that he was kind of a piano 
prodigy. Right. He was basically like supernatural to the piano, an incredible ear. And I watched this movie over two nights. After my first night of viewing, I fell down a Wikipedia rabbit hole because I was trying to see were these scenes accurate. Like there's a scene where he goes to the Royal Academy of Music and there's a scholarship that he can earn. And the piano teacher was like playing something as he walks in the room. Elton John sits down at the piano. She says, all right, well, play me something. And Elton John plays the classical work that the teacher was playing and stops where she stopped. Why have you stopped? That's as far as you go. Basically to imply that he had never played this before. He just did it all by ear. And I was like, okay. Is that real? Did that really happen? And it did. He really did that thing in real life as a kid where he played something his teacher played without ever seeing the music, only playing what he heard. And I said, okay, Elton John is the real deal when it comes to music. Wow. So I loved all that. But also incredibly sad upbringing like his whole childhood was very sad bryce dallas howard is his mom is his mom in this movie she is amazing in this role she's amazing she is so unlikable yeah but like there are parts of her personality that are so like in some ways insidious but in like a really common way how she's kind of just involved with herself and sort of like, oh, like what what can her son do for her, but kind of, you know, belittles him and has her own stuff. Like, it's acted so, so well. Can I get it cut like Elvis? Enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> he's like my side of the family. He'll be bald as an egg by the time he's 20. It is. And it's so many mixed emotions as I was watching it. <laughs> but in his early childhood, she basically just seems aloof. Right. But later, she seems like mean and vindictive. And like, I don't understand where that came from where Elton John was clearly like giving her money. Well, you're right, but she also like loves that his fame and fortune like, you know, she's like, "Yeah, this c- should come to me as well. I'm your mom." Yeah, it's so weird. And then Elton John's father, again, played by Stephen McIntosh, was good acting in the role, but man, so sad and like yeah. clearly this was a troubled childhood and obviously shaped m- many of the issues that he experienced later like substance abuse mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff and it's like, "Man, it's really sad. Right. So that's the sad part. <laughs> Let me just say the the movie in general, like it brings his songs into the movie as a musical, like you were saying. And so as I'm watching this movie, I'm learning about the songs that he has written. There's a musical number that has Saturday in it. Like the Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. That was his song. Right. And the the biggest realization of, oh, goodness, that was his song was when he sits down at the piano and starts composing on the spot, basically your song right you just thought wait this i thought this was a moulin rouge joint i thought you and mcgregor wrote the song no (laughs) i knew he didn't write the song but i only knew it from moulin rouge and as he begins to sing it i was like whoa okay he wrote that song if that's the case this guy he's like the real real deal my gift is my song and this one's for you i like how 40 years after he became like an international hit somewhere steven robles is like this guy i think i think this guy's gonna be somebody (laughs) this guy's gonna make it this guy's got this guy's got talent yeah and then i fell down another elton john rabbit hole where i listened to all his original songs and i was like man this guy's super talented so seeing and seeing that relationship with his lyric writer bernie jamie bell's the actor he plays the the character bernie and again another amazing point of his real life story where he and Bernie wrote songs together for like 30 years 
and never broke up. I guess apparently in music, it's a thing where the artist and the songwriter will fight and get jealous right. of each other and split. But they wrote songs together like for their entire lives, and their process never changed. Bernie wrote the lyrics, sent them to Elton John, and he put them to music. And they never were in the same room when either one was doing their job. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. All of this is amazing. So cool. I do the writing, I send it down to him, and then he adds the music. Whoever heard the song right is not living together. Yes, Lennon and McCartney are inseparable. How many songs you got? Oh, hundreds. Okay, so a big part of this movie, and like I think one of the most beautiful parts of the movie, is so a lot of the movie is about Elton John growing up in a time, I mean could be the time now but as a gay man it was you know he was kind of keeping it secret on the side and he had like yeah and early on you know he like goes to kiss bernie and bernie's like, oh i'm sorry sorry mate like i'm i'm not gay well he says i love you but not that not like that. oh well, i love you but not that way exactly but it was never something like the way that bernie reacts to him being gay yeah has like has this sort of beautiful like yeah that's just part of my my friend that's like part of who he is and throughout the movie bernie where for example it either comes from like uh, you know he's got on one side he's got uh john reed who like is his manager and like a real piece of work (laughs) i've wanted to slap that guy so many times oh man and then you have his mother on the other side and then you have like people who are both like you know you can't you know you can't at all like show that you're gay or like you know, you're a terrible person because you're gay. And then you have his lover on the side who is like, you know, using that part to kind of like manipulate him. Yeah. And then you have Bernie and Bernie throughout the whole thing is just like kind of a steady rock. Who's like, Hey, no matter what, I will be your friend through life. I love you. And I'm not walking away from you through this. And I thought that was a really cool friendship they have. I love you, man. I do. through the course of the movie you realize bernie is like one of the few good people basically it was bernie and elton john's grandmother those are like the only two good people in this movie right that actually cared for elton john and then a bunch of hanger-ons yeah and the thing about bernie there's a couple scenes when bernie gets burnt out either by traveling on the road or just as tired and he basically tries to tell elton john like i just need to take a little bit of time for myself elton john basically guilts him about it both in the moment and sometimes later like using it back like sometimes elton john would be very angry and like almost emotionally abusive towards bernie one of the few good people in his life bernie has this way of being like listen i know you're going through some stuff and so I'm going to walk away now. And even though you're yelling at me that I always leave you in the toughest moments, I'm leaving because like you're you're not gonna hear me. Right. Like you're not allowing me to help you. And so I'll be I'll be back, basically, is like the implication. And that relationship is so so difficult because when someone is going through a time like Elton John was going through, which really bad substance abuse, drugs and alcohol, yeah. Unless they are ready to be helped, there's not much one could do and i think bernie realized that like there's a one scene when elton john's like doing drugs in his bedroom and bernie walks in the door and says like why don't you come downstairs and elton john says no and like bernie doesn't say anything else like he just he walks out you know he doesn't try to tell elton john like you're killing yourself he doesn't tell him like you really should stop doing that 
he's just trying to be there for Elton John. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, like you said, a beautiful relationship that Bernie is trying to help Elton John basically his entire life and never leaves. Like even in the end, Bernie is always there. And so that, right. that really spoke to right. me. I think, I think the way that this movie like really deals with substance abuse. I mean, I, in a lot of ways am thankful that it's rated R because, and Elton John himself was like, my, my life is not a PG 13 life. (laughs) You can try to like put it down, but like the stuff that I was into and like part of my story and in general, like the emotional abuse from his mom and like all of this brokenness is like, yeah, that's his mom. It's real. Like when he calls his mom to tell her he's gay. Yeah, because Elton John's manager is like, you have to tell your mom because it's going to come out in the news eventually, and you just like they need to know what to say. And so he calls his mom, and his mom's like, "Yeah, I know." And so there's like this moment of relief for Elton John to be like, "Okay, I don't have to break something to her she's not aware of." But then she goes on to say, "Well, I'm sorry you made that choice because you'll always be alone. <laughs> like you'll never find <sighs> love." And I'm like. As a mom, like that's where you're gonna go <laughs> right after, yeah. Yeah, and it's exactly. like that heartlessness of the moment. And then later, there's a scene where Elton John's mom like leans across the table and says, "Like, do you have any idea how disappointed I am in you?" And it's like he is a multi platinum record artist has tried to like support you, and it's like, oh, it's just it feels terrible. But all that to say, Taron Egerton, Elton John himself said Taron did an incredible job. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, in this movie, I'd only seen him in like The Kingsman right. previously, but in this movie, he does an incredible job. Yeah, just the acting performance, portraying Elton John. Like, right. He does all the singing himself. Oh, does? Okay. That, I wasn't sure yeah, about that. Yeah, all the singing? That's his, oh, my that's goodness. That's his voice. So good. He was in the, um, there's like an animated movie called Sing that he does. He voices the gorilla. And that yeah. one I happen to know. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, he can definitely sing. And Elton John told him, like, listen, don't try to just do an impression of me, like, throughout. Like, don't just try to make everything wow. sound like me and, like, make it your own somewhat. Like, here's sort of what I was like during this time. But, like, wow. you got to, like, put your own sort of life into it. And That makes me like Elton John even I, more. I, I feel like he did. <laughs> I know. No, throughout this whole thing, I'm just like, man, Elton John, you, you are a cool dude. Yeah. So this movie won an Oscar, Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures, which totally makes sense. You know, I'll say the climax of the movie, we keep going back to Elton John in a circle, like an AA meeting, basically. Mm -hmm. That's how the movie starts. And we see him at the climax walk out of Madison Square Garden before going on stage in his full costume. (laughs) And gets in a cab and goes to the rehabilitation center. I didn't look up to see if that was accurate, but if it was, I really hope it was. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope it was. Something. That's just something. But the final scene in that, you know, circle meeting, recovery center, whatever it was, where he basically addresses each person in his life. Yes. It was so deep. Cause he also he also had to go back and talk to his dad somewhere in the movie. And his dad has like two other sons that he's like physically affectionate yeah, with. Like a whole different life. Affirming yeah. his other sons. And it's like this man is jabbing Elton John with every word spoken, but so sad. But in the end, like Elton John is able to process all these different relationships, all the people that have either hurt him and it comes back to him finding himself again. And he talks to the child version of himself, young Reggie, which 
again, it's a great moment. That little actor did a great job. Matthew, yeah. Matthew Ilsley. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but that little actor did a great job. Owsley, maybe. But that, that last scene is so impactful. Talking about crying during movies, like I did get emotional during that scene. I never told you how much I need you. No, no, no. I love you, man. Always have, always will. You write songs that millions of people love. And that's what's important. You just need to remember who you are. Yeah, no kidding. I was I was there with you. I thought that was a really cool way to kind of bring it back and him like yeah. facing people from his childhood, but we've seen his childhood. So like we're kind of going on that journey with him. Right. And hearing how he was then sober. He actually posted on social media recently. He's been sober for 30 years and just an incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, just an incredible triumph. And, and when he's at the recovery center, Bernie comes to visit him and, you know, Elton John's scared. Like, can I still be the same artist without the drugs and alcohol? Because right. he had not really been this huge famous doing stadium shows without those things. And, you know, Bernie encourages him and hands him lyrics to to write again. You know, when Elton John finally goes back to that piano in the recovery center and playing, like I totally got emotional and <laughs> seeing him be able to be the same artist, maybe even a greater artist, but sober and like finding himself again, which is kind of the story or the moral of the movie, if you would, is, you know, finding who you are, not who everyone else is telling you to be. It's really, really good. Right. Well, should we rate it? Yeah. Let, let's write this movie. Say, I think it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Melissa, Thank you for this recommendation. I wasn't sure how I feel about this movie, but it is really deep. Let's rate it on a scale of zero to five square sunglasses because, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, a lot of square glasses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this movie a solid four out of five, a solid four out of five sunglasses. I, I learned about Elton John in this movie, and I began to like him as an artist and his music, and I think this, this movie is a good movie. Again, it's rated R, and so... It's probably not right for everyone to see unless unless you could figure out how to do it with VidAngel. But it is a solid movie. It's great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. My wife enjoyed seeing it. Yeah, it's it's really good. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I'm gonna give Rocket Man I think I'm gonna give it four out of five. I saw this movie maybe in the winter last year. And just talking about it now, it's like I think I'm probably due for like one more viewing of it. Like it's that kind of movie where I could see myself coming back to it. Yeah. And I really had a lot of fun. We're going to get to a top five here in a second, but I really had a lot of fun listening through his songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's really, it's really cool how great a lot of his songs are. Yep. Four out of five for me as well. All right. So we're going to do a top five. Let's do it. All right. Top five Elton John songs, bringing back the top five. Nate, do you have any, honorable mentions i i have a lot of honorable mentions yeah be honest yeah yeah i have six favorite songs so one of them can't make the list but it's like you have six kids but you only have five seats in your minivan to go on vacation (laughs) i feel like i'm leaving one kid at home (laughs) okay home alone and i think i think the kid that i'm leaving at home i think is don't let the sun go down on me okay Although I've searched myself, it's always someone else I see. Mm. Just another fragment of your life. That's that's very good. I love that song. That's a great song. 
My, I have two honorable mentions. I liked Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. And my other honorable mention is only because of how it's used in the movie. And seeing it portrayed that way makes you feel a certain thing. But the I Want Love song, mm. which is sung by his, him, his mother, and father as when he is younger in the movie, it was very effective in the movie. And then listening back, it kind of evokes those feelings. So those are my two honorable mentions. I also have to say, I have a friend that I have been friends with, Danny, since kindergarten. And he is has always been a huge Elton John fan. Mm. And so I called him and I said, listen, I'm about to put together a top five list. Is there anything that I need to listen to? These songs do not make my top five. But he said, he threw out like, here are some of my favorites. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Levon, My Father's Gun. Philadelphia Freedom. And I was like, well, first off, I've never heard of any of these songs. But to honor a friend who knows all the deep cuts of Elton John. That's serious. Those are some, those are some of his favorites that did not make my list. Very good. All right. Well, what is your number five? My number five kind of starts with... Oh, baby, is a wonderful... Oh, this is so played out. Benny and the Jets. That's so good. To me, Benny and the Jets as my number five kind of encompasses the sort of slinky groove of a lot of his songs that just makes you kind of want to like slow walk across the room kind of bopping back and forth yeah it's pretty good it's a pretty fun song that's good my number five is saturday 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 night's all right for fighting Mm -hmm. that's a super catchy song and the musical number in the movie was great so yes yeah that's my number five that is actually my number four saturday nights ah. all right for fighting i would love for you to play a section starting at second 33 of the song because before the before the uh, you know to be honest i know saturday night is all right for fighting i know those lyrics and everything else is it's exactly right but it does a piano slide before the chorus that is like I love when piano slides are used appropriately. Yeah, yeah and if yeah. there's ever a song, try playing this. Play a little clip from it right now, Stephen. And everyone at home, take your left and your right shoulder and just kind of move them up and down, left, right, left, right, left, right, while you listen, and tell me you don't smile. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. I'll wait. I'll wait. That's good. All right. Okay. My number four. Uh, this is going to be difficult to sing. Mm. Let's say, Sharp plays a meatball. ball. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> to be honest, you said that, and I have no idea. I still have no idea what song you Perfect. Sharp plays a meatball. ball. Pinball Wizard is number four. Mm. Uh, I actually heard the song first on the sing-off by an acapella group, and I loved it then. And then again, hearing 
the song in the movie, I was like, oh, shoot, that's another Elton John song, Pinball Wizard. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that chorus is problematic, the talking like, like disability wise. But yeah, anyway, Pinball Wizard, very catchy song. Baseline's great. So that's my number four. Give me your next one. My next one builds up for approximately um, three days. <laughs> feels like it. The next one builds up for approximately two minutes and 45 seconds until it hits this part where you hear, as I say softly, slowly, boom. Hold me closer, yeah. tiny dancer. An amazing buildup, two verses before the chorus of Tiny Dancer. You know, honestly, after that first chorus, I'm not sure if I need to hear, you know, more of this basically seven-minute song, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't think ever has a song so perfectly made you anticipate a like the feeling of that chord dropping after that bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good. Tiny Dancer. That is really good. Nate, I'm wondering if our top three are going to be exactly the same. Because mm. my number three is also, Hold me close Tiny Dancer. So yeah, same number three, Tiny bam, Dancer. Bam, bam. Okay, but Nate, what is your number two? My number two <laughs> goes a little something like, And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round again to find. Mm. I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. The next line after Rocket Man. That no one knows is, yeah. I believe. I googled it. Burning up his fuel out here alone. I think it's fuse. I think it's fuse. F- fuse. Sorry, not fuel. Fuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Rocket man burning out his fuse up here alone. That's it. That's the one I keep singing. That's good. Yep. That's Nate. That is my number two as well. Rocket mm. man. <laughs> Such a good mm. song. So Nate, I, our number one has got to be the same. I I also think I have to say something a little musically here about Rocket Man. Yeah, I think the song Rocket Man does a great job of having these sort of minors built into the verse, and it's sort of um, yeah, yeah, yeah haunting. Yep, through that first part, and then when you hit that, I believe it's a B flat when you when it drops. Mm. Uh, I think it's going to be a long, long time, and I this personally give me f and b flat all day love them combinations <laughs> so great so <laughs> that's hilarious put me in the e flat b flat f category yeah so, yeah those, those are good that's a good man. key all right okay well i mean that's my number two as well so number one do we have the same number one maybe we just start the song at the beginning and then you come in with a little bit it's a, it's little, a little bit funny, funny. This feeling inside Not one of those who can Easily hide Don't have much money Boy, if I did I'd buy a big house where We both could live Your song If I was a sculptor 
so good. And you can tell everybody. Now, the worst thing that has ever happened to this song. Don't say you and McGregor. Don't say it. Moulin Rouge <sighs> first before learning this song. I can, that's the, not the worst thing the that's happened. No, no, no. <sighs> you, listen so to me mad finish. right now. Listen to me finish. You have it wrong. gift is my song. You have it wrong. And this one. The worst thing that happens to this, this song yeah. is not because that song is bad. Right. It's because it's great. It's because it's and great. And when I first heard the Elton John version, I thought, Yeah. Oh, it's pretty boring that you're just saying down. You see, I've forgotten if they're, they're green or they're blue. The green or they're blue. That's the lyric. And that's it's like, I need, I need you to pop up there. You see, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. And the thing is. You, let's we play a little bit of that. What I I don't know what cor- what key that's in. I'm but. sure we're not in the key. I'm sure it's much higher than what we're doing. Yeah. You see, I've forgotten if the green or the blue. And well, the thing is, what I really Yours got the sweetest eyes I've ever seen. I'm with you there. The Moulin Rouge one does stand out as like a great arrangement. <laughs> so, but at least in the movie, when he starts playing that on the piano, it's like, oh, that's his song. Yeah, that's your song. I still double entendre there. I now sing your song to my tiny boy. Oh, to the tiny dancer. To to the tiny <laughs> dancer, my son. And so there is something about that's really good. playing piano while he's on your lap, and I oh. play this song. Oh, you play the piano with it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's good stuff. That's really good. Anyway, the thing is, what I really mean is all the sweetest eyes I've ever seen. Oh, by the way, if everyone's feeling like we left out things, obviously we did, but also. I do not like Candle in the Wind. If anyone wants, I just want to say a couple of things real quick. <laughs> okay. Not a big Candle in the Wind fan. Okay. Also, okay. Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Circle of Life, all that stuff. He gave that to Disney. So I feel like Elton John can no yeah, longer. Yeah, you can't. Like, I can't put it on a list because no, I no, now no. only hear Timon and Pumbaa <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Did he do the Circle of Life too? Yeah, I think him and Tim Rice maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed that top five. Let us know what are your favorite Elton John songs. You can comment on our Instagram, which is at Movies on the Side. If you haven't yet, we'd greatly appreciate a five star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And you can be like Melissa, who supports the show and recommended this movie to us. You can go to patreon.com slash movies on the side, support us there. And if you'd like us to review a movie of your choice, you could do that there as well. Send us a DVD of Spice World. And <laughs> send us a VHS tape but as we always say i love you man always have always will he ended it like deep on there goodness Mm -hmm. if i was a sculptor 